You're listening to The Threshing Floor with Pastor Jeb Dotson. Join us today as we tackle hard topics, current and future events, as well as tough questions about the Bible from our live listening audience. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936-337-1413. Our hope and prayer is that through this program, you continue to ask questions and seek God's truth so you may be equipped to stand firm in your faith and grow closer in your relationship with your Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, here is your host, Pastor Jeb Dotson. Well, hello everyone who is tuning in, whether you are in Crockett or maybe you're tuning in from Huntsville or Lufkin, the surrounding areas, we appreciate the fact that you are spending some time in your day to join us on 104.3 Joy FM. I love this radio station. I have Tim Lowry in in the uh, the. What, what, where are we? The recording I, office. I, I think we're yeah. in the studio. In the studio. <laughs> yes. We have Pastor Tim Lowry. We have Pastor David Ballou. Pastor Woo-hoo. David, how are you doing? I'm doing excellent. Excellent. Because I'm here in the studio. In yeah. the studio. I said, man, what is this place? Where am I? Let me ask you guys a question. Um, this past Sunday was Easter. How did how did your Easter go? I mean, did you have family? Did you eat a lot? Did I mean, I like taking candy from kids. It's it's the funnest thing to do uh, because I'm, I'm not taking it like stealing. Just, hey, hey, you got a lot of candy. Can I can I have some of that? And they're like, sure, okay. Well, we knew that um, we, we wanted to go out for, for Easter dinner, but we know that it's you know packed everywhere on Easter. Uh, we went over to Lufkin and we went to this uh, Japanese restaurant with uh, where they serve the hibachi and the, the sushi and everything. Just as a hunch figuring, most people are not going to go there. And we, we got to walk right in. It was perfect. We just had a, a great time. Just enjoyed that time. And um, uh, then we then we came home, and when we came home, we uh, we binge watched season one of The Chosen because yep. part two was coming up. And uh, I tell you, I I cried so much every episode. I was just crying and crying. I'm, I was like, I think I'm out of tears for the premiere of the season two, but um, it it was well worth it. How about Maybe you? some people out there don't know about this show, The Chosen. How do you access that? You know, um, this it has been a word of mouth type thing. Yeah, and I yeah. had, I've never seen a commercial about it, but somebody just sent it to me. It's like, Hey, you need to check this out. And this was, um, earlier, uh, in the year. And so and I watched season one. So there's, everything's going to an app. And so if you just look up the chosen, the chosen app, and you can download it on your phone, but we did the same thing. I had some family over, um, some family from out of town, my parents, my brother and his family, and uh, they all came in after we had an outdoor service. And after that, you know, we had a bunch of food and, you know, just kind of hung out with family. And then later on that afternoon, we, we watched the this premiere, and the premiere was on YouTube. And it was, they wanted to launch it, but everything is going, going to the app now. But I really, I, I think if you haven't, seen any of, of this of the chosen don't are, watch season two uh, yeah don't watch season two first you know just start out with season one but Go i'm telling you isn't there like what eight episodes yeah, eight episodes in season in, one in the first season but it's i have seen and you probably have too 
so many shows about the Bible. In fact, the History Channel had the Bible, the 2013 version, and I recorded all five episodes of, of the Bible. And it, it is very cool. But there's something about this this show, The Chosen, that's... It, transforms you like you can like step in this time machine and you can like step out into the streets of Jerusalem like yeah there's little things that I think they did a lot of research on what was historically accurate that was going on in that time and it just puts you right there and and there's so many people I talk to that it just makes them fall in love with the word of God all over again. Yeah. It's that, powerful. I, I would agree with that. I, I felt like I just, I love when I read the Bible to put myself back in those times, you know, try to imagine the sights, the sounds, the smells uh, of that culture and, and how the author was just, you know, observing it and writing it down. And when I watch this series, it just brings all of that to life and it just makes you feel like you're right there. It's really, really cool. Well, I, I just definitely and am just so thankful for the creators. Um, and there was this, this whole, um, he, he gave everybody a talk on YouTube when it, when it rolled out. And he shared his heart. And just by listening to him, what, what, what's his name? I'm Dallas, sorry. Dallas Jenkins. Thank you. He, when he's talking about it, you just see the passion. And you just get the vision of what they're doing and in fact, he's in the process of, he's moving to Texas, yep. he said. He's I, moving I don't, to Texas. He's moving to Texas because that's where the next filming is. And there's a way that this is getting done. It's done very outside of the box. When I mean it's not Hollywood, it is done by paying it forward. So you can decide to give if you want to. And you download the app, you'll see it. There's a whole thing. Is that, hey, you got to watch this totally for free. If you would like to enable somebody else to watch this for free, you can give to this, and that's how they funded this whole project. So, yeah. and I truly believe God is leading them in this because, as you know, there were moments, and I, I don't want to give too much of it away, but Jesus was talking to this man whose leg was broken, and his words and the interaction there brought tears to my eyes. Yeah. And, and I'm in my living room, and I don't like crying in yeah, front of people. And exactly. my wife's over there in the other chair. I'm trying to turn my body just a little bit yep. so she's not uh, watching me, but I'm trying to hold back yeah. the tears because yeah. it's a powerful moment, you know? Yeah. And it's it's incredible. It's it's one of those things that if you allow it to come in, um, it will motivate and transform you. And um, don't be afraid of those tears. You know, don't be afraid of yeah. letting it just just experience it because um, it, I think I think especially with COVID, especially with all these things where everyone's been feeling so isolated and almost hopeless. Um, this series is just a reminder of, of where your hope really is, and that's in Christ. And it's just a beautiful, beautiful story. Well, well done. I've never seen a series done like this before. And I'm uh, the the parent company is called VidAngel that, mm -hmm. that did it. And I don't know if you guys remember them. They used to have um, this filter system for DVDs where you could get a DVD and, and it you would put it in there and it would cut out all of the, the profanity or the weird, anything sure. violent. Well, they got sued by all the studios. Yeah. And they said, you're, you're altering our stuff. And it took over 10 years of lawsuits. They finally got through that 
And it's so, funny that yeah. you're talking about this because I've received some emails from VidAngel and they're saying, hey, remember us 10 years ago, we went through this lawsuit. Now we're on the other side of it. Now we're coming back stronger than ever. I, I've always loved that thought of taking something that Hollywood, they just feel like they need so much bad language to make it sell and they take stuff out. Right. And then they try to make it family friendly. And that was the whole thought behind it. So that's something else I really look forward to seeing yeah. more of, of VidAngel. Well, and now they have, they kept working through this whole thing. They didn't stop. So now all of their, all of their filters work for all of your streaming media. So uh, Disney Plus, Netflix, Hulu. So anything that you put that filter through, it's automatically going to remove that stuff. And I remember one time I was on a plane and I was watching uh, the plane edited version of Zoolander. Okay. Um, and it was a funny comedy. And I thought, wow, this is like, this is cool. My, my kids will like this. So I rented it and I said, you got to see oh. this. And it started getting so <laughs> vulgar and like bad sexual said, Wait jokes. a minute. I'm Wait like, a minute. What? That wasn't it. Okay. We're turning this off. No, no. <laughs> uh, I was like, Ooh. So, so VidAngel handles no surprises. You get no surprises with <laughs> yeah. like that. So um, I'm anxious to see that. And they're also starting um, what's called Angel Studios mm-hmm. to continue to do more projects like the chosen and i'm just excited because years ago um in 2005 god had given me this vision that hollywood was going to fail and that he was raising up a media army outside of hollywood to show and reveal who he really was and i was like how's that ever going to happen but you know last year in a moment Hollywood was on its knees and they're virtually bankrupt right now because they lost $72 billion last year. No way. Some of the theaters have not, are not even opening anymore. Um, They're not talking about it because they don't want to, you know, worry people, but, but they're in big trouble. And yet what's happening? Christ's media Mm -hmm. is rising and, and getting stronger and stronger. And it's just an amazing thing. And we're actually seeing and we're getting to reveal who Christ really is. And that's exciting. And it's something about, you know, there's a word that's being thrown around a lot, cancel culture. Yeah. They've tried to cancel out the Christianity for, for so long that it, it's like if it, if it has anything to do with good moral values or Christ-centered uh, our beliefs, it doesn't belong in Hollywood. And so they pretty much gave it the boot. But in actuality, I read this study that those movies that actually have Christ-centered values make so much more money yep. than anything else. So if they really wanted to make money, they would actually put stuff out there that families want to watch and yeah. and but they, they won't because but, they're, you know, they're, I, it's a spirit now I, they want to censor the bible and they yeah. about the bible you know yeah. so well and i've i've sat in those meetings where the you know these executives they're like you know there there's a market there i want to get into the blank and blank christian market <laughs> i'm like it just doesn't work that way <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> it's not yeah. a, god doesn't doesn't do it that way um but they do uh they do figure out ways to try to exploit um, people that do it. They still try to run the whole Hollywood game, but but I think God, God is taking it outside of that now. And it now they're going to they're going to see 
hey, all this is happening without us. And what? Mm-hmm. You know. And all those Hollywood actors that have been blacklisted because they stepped out in their faith and they said, oh, okay, well, we're not going to uh, cast you in these shows. They're actually getting ahead. Yeah. You know, so. But the interesting thing is, <laughs> you're starting to see some shifts. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm now a faith based person. You know? Yes, like, that's right. Oh, okay. Oh, it's trendy now to yes. love Jesus. We yeah. all love Jesus now. They're, Let's they're gonna, get on that boat. They're going to they're they're chase the paycheck. But um, yes. You know, but the great thing about that is it doesn't matter how they get there if you've got the love of christ and you're sharing that with them that's when they can really meet christ and have a real conversion and not just you know for a paycheck you know some some of the popular people out there you know have turned back to christ you know you get a justin bieber you know he's all tattooed up and stuff like that but he got married settled down you know he's going to church you get a uh, Kanye West West. yeah yeah and they're very vocal about their faith yeah you know and so they create a stir and they sometimes they get blackballed or pushed to the side sure but they're they've got a following enough to you know maybe some people's eyes will be open that there's there's a there's a reality beyond the one you know Mm-hmm. It's found in Jesus Christ, you know. Well, and that's the so important thing about Easter, you know, knowing that we serve a God that is no longer in a tomb. Absolutely. You know, what's really good about all these shows, and, and when I l- read the Bible and when I study, I like to try to place myself in the Scripture. Absolutely. And today and then next Tuesday, that's what we are doing. Uh, and I don't, I, going back to the chosen in the very beginning, you see John trying to go back in his mind and he's looking at all the things that happened. Is This is after everything took place, after Jesus is crucified, and he's starting to write his gospel, the gospel of John. And it it really puts... The, the computer's talking to us. Yeah. So it wants to get in on this conversation. It's this, censored. <laughs> no. So, you know, there's something about just taking a step back. And so... Today and the next Tuesday, what we want to do here, we want to talk about why does it matter? Why does it matter that Jesus did not remain in the grave? This is like after Easter took place, and and the probably the best chapter, and we're going to start there in John chapter 20. If you really want to look at the whole Easter story uh, about the resurrection, a good point is John chapter 20, and... Uh, there's so many messages that has have focused on the empty tomb, but you see there that the disciples, Peter and John, they run to the tomb, and when um, you know John, you know he's in his gospel, he wants to make a point that he outran Peter. Uh, you know he he, right. he writes it, <laughs> so faster. you know he's well uh, uh, that other disciple outran Peter. You know he's talking about himself. Yeah. So <laughs> third person here they are. John doesn't go in. It says Peter goes straightway in and. They're both dumbfounded, thinking, well, "Wait a minute, where where's our master? Where is Jesus?" And and in verse nine, it says that they did not yet know that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Right after everything that they had been through, after everything Jesus talked about, everything Jesus promised, and and so today and next Tuesday, I want to put ourselves in the disciples' shoes. What does it mean that Jesus did not remain in that grave? So this is going to be a two-part series, and it's going to be online. Um, It's going to be on the threshing floor. If you have any questions, uh, comments, text this number, 936-337-1111. 
1413. We would love to hear from you. And we're going to take a quick message and we'll be right back after this break. You're listening to The Threshing Floor. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936-337-1413. Cutshaw Chevrolet in Grapeland is keeping it simple with some very simple interest. It doesn't get any simpler than 0% financing, and that is exactly what Cutshaw Chevrolet in Grapeland is offering on many of our new 2021 Chevys, including the best-selling 2021 Chevrolet 1500 Silverado Crew Cab. Looking for two-wheel or four-wheel drive? Cutshaw Chevrolet in Grapeland has a great selection to choose from, with new shipments arriving daily. Great selection and 0% financing with approved credit through GM Financial. That's keeping it simple. Visit us at www.cutshawchevrolet.com or call 1-800-CUTSHAW. Cutshaw Chevrolet, keeping it simple every day. 104.3 Joy FM. Feel the joy. You're listening to The Threshing Floor. Now, here is your host, Pastor Jeb Dotson. Well, welcome back to the show. I'm Pastor Jeb Dotson. Uh, we have in the studio with us Pastor Tim Lowry and Pastor David Ballou, and we're just talking about this post-Easter conversation, John chapter 20. We look on the scene here, and here's Peter and John, and Peter goes into the tomb, and he sees the, the clothes that Jesus wore. They're all there, and the cloth that was wrapped around his head is folded up by itself very neatly. And we, if you place yourself in their feet... They are just, they're trying to figure it out. It's like, what, what does this mean? Right, right. Where, where did Jesus go? And, you know. You're almost thinking, who stole the body? Yeah, you know? who's, that's right. <laughs> All right. Which one of you 12 loved Jesus so much that you wanted to have him stuffed and and, and, and mounted on, on your wall or something? Just weird. I mean, all these weird thoughts going through their head. And you think about Jesus and he prophesied this would happen, but you have to understand Jesus said a lot of things that were um, to tell a story, metaphorically speaking, you know, that uh, that he would he would tell a story in a parable. So they're thinking, well, he was talking about, you know, in a parable when he's talking about the fact that he was going to uh, the son of man must die and be risen on the third day. No, actually. He was being truthful on that one. Well, and, um, and, and as far as his, well, not everything was truthful. We'll say to the point. Right. To the point. Well, the interesting thing was he would always say the son of man. And I just wonder when they actually realized the son of man equaled Jesus. Yeah. You know, was it because it clearly wasn't then yet because they, they were still dumbfounded. They didn't realize that he had risen yet. They had to put that together. So, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. It's like, bing, and then it would be like this, you know, epiphany, just wow. Sure. You have to realize that what they were experiencing had never been experienced before, just like the virgin birth. That has never, you know, I can see Joseph's question, yeah. you know, how can this, how can this be? Right. You, you run to a tomb, he's gone, and how can this be? He Something's going on here. Without realizing the fact is that, He's alive. <laughs> right. Yes. Well, because, you know, when when Jesus would raise somebody from the dead or, or the daughter or anybody, 
they were right there. And so people got to see, oh, but when Jesus was raised, when they got there, there was no, there was nothing. So it was like, what, what happened? Yes. You know? And so this is what I want to get across to you. And I'm going to go ahead and give you, there's three points today that I, I want you to understand because he lives. There's three things we're going to look at. First, we have peace. Second, we have purpose. And thirdly, we have a promise. Later on, as they were trying to figure things out, they're saying, well, Jesus did say, don't go anywhere. And he said to wait. And so they they gathered together. And, and in John chapter 20, verse 19, this is what it says. It said, on the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, peace be with you. Because he lives... We have peace. Now, imagine if they didn't understand then when they're looking at an empty tomb, I'm sure they didn't understand when Jesus stood walk. among them. Yeah. Did he did he walk through the wall or did he just like poof instantly? The doors were locked. It's like, <laughs> and, and that's very important. And mm. this is John and he's writing um, his gospel. He made a point to say the doors were locked because we were afraid. Then Jesus stood, stood among us. Yeah. Um, and he, he had the wound in his side. He had the holes in his hands and it was Jesus. It was not a stunt double, right? You know, I mean, this, <laughs> this was, this was Jesus in the flesh and they had been around him for three years. So they knew it beyond a shadow of a doubt that this was their Lord, but Jesus gives them peace. He says, peace. Well, you have, you. you have to remember, too, the last time that the disciples and Mary and everybody saw Jesus, it was really hard to even tell what he looked like because he was, you know, he had the thorns in his skull and he, he had the, the whips on his back. I mean, he had been beaten and bruised. Locked out his beard. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yes. It was just like, uh, he, so when you, you, you have that last image in your head of what you saw and then to come... And suddenly it, there's no body, there's nothing there. And then to have him appear, it's, it's got to be freaky. You're like, what happened? Well, in Philippians chapter four, it gives a better picture, I think, of what was going on. They are very anxious, very anxious because it was, it was such an unknown. And where did Jesus go? And, and we don't know what to go do from here. And Philippians chapter four, verse six talks about not being anxious. And in verse seven, it says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. When Jesus stood in that room is the same thing as Let's fast forward today. There was once upon a time, and hopefully if you're listening to this, you've received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, that Jesus uh, did not stay in the grave, that he rose and he walked out of that grave. And because of that, no matter what we face in the turmoil of our lives, we have peace. And that peace that it says transcends, it surpasses all understanding. I mean, it's, it's a peace that you just can't explain. It's in the middle of a storm, you can have this settled, this settled feeling that is stationary. It's a foundation. Right. And that's what Jesus gives us. Well, first of all, he, he gives us peace with God. 
You know, it, it, we, we may not be the disciples locked, you know, locked into a room, but there's so many people, they're looking for a sense of peace. And if you're not, if you don't have peace with your father, God, you'll never find peace anywhere else. Because, you know, it, here, here's what it says in Thessalonians. He said, it's, oops, sorry. It says, uh, now may the God of peace himself. See, he's the God of peace. You can't get the peace of God if you don't know the God of peace. And it's real important that we have a relationship with Jesus. And uh, I just got back from Alabama. I was there doing some disaster relief with uh, some tornadoes that had struck the Birmingham area. And it's amazing to me, the people who didn't know Jesus were freaking out when they lost their house or a tree Mm, fell on their car or whatever. But the people that knew God, knew Christ, they seem to have a peace that transcended their experience. You know, and I believe that's the kind of peace God wants us to have. No matter what goes on around us, you know, God wants to to show us that the life that he now has as a resurrected Savior, he gives to us, and the God of peace will give us the peace of God in no matter what circumstance we find ourselves in. Mm. That, that peace that just goes above and beyond our things. Well, Pat, it, it, it says, you know, the peace that passes all understanding, you know. Uh, and that's when, when hope gets ripped out from under you. If you don't have the anchor of your soul, you know, firmly attached to the God of peace, then you'll never find that peace. Mm, that's yeah. now that's that. That's a good word. Yeah. I was talking to a buddy of mine um, and he's. He's an investor, um, meaning no, he he works, but he invests a lot of money in the stock market. He's been doing it, you know, for years, and you know his portfolio is so much bigger than my, you know, little uh, what, what I can do for my retirement. What's a portfolio? Well, it's something <laughs> exactly. that you, you try to put together for retirement someday. But he's a believer, and he's a solid believer. But he was laughing, and he said, "Man, well, you got to understand." if you follow the market, it's been very volatile lately. He says, I lost $10,000 today. And he said it as a matter of fact, that was like, you know, it is, it is what it is. And he laughed about it. And it kind of made me think it's like, you know, that's the difference between not allowing your stuff to own you and, and Jesus being the Lord of your light there. Every, everything below Jesus, which is everything in this world is under your feet and therefore it doesn't shock the system as much. So he's sitting there talking because we were talking about the market and and he's always looking at different ideas. And I said, well, I've been looking at these electric cars and they're, they're talking about it, you know, um, Tesla and other things. And I've been looking at, um, you know, different ideas here and there. What about this whole infrastructure thing that the president's talking about? And so, you know, just talking, he said, well, the market's so volatile right now today as stands i'm down ten thousand dollars i was like oh and then he laughed and i laughed with him i was like okay that's funny ha 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 so (laughs) but it's it totally makes sense what you're saying pastor david that somebody whose house um and everything was destroyed a totally different conversation from a believer to a non-believer that's that peace that surpasses all understanding it's a a peace that the stress and the fear is is all taken away and i think it goes back to because jesus went through the most stressful situation that there ever could 
be. I guess, would you agree that the crucifixion, the the flogging, the cat of nine tails ripping away his flesh, the crown of thorns, the being beaten and mocked and abused to such a level, there's no stress like that. Well, I think it even goes beyond that because, you know, those are all the physical things. Yes. But what took place in Jesus's soul, you know, when his father just kind of turned his back on him because the you, sin for the yes. fir, for the first time in eternity eternity right and so i can't yeah. i can't imagine what that had to be like you know uh your your life source is no longer connected you know for i don't know how long it, it would have been but it's pretty serious stuff. He he bore the sins of the world, not just because he got beaten. A lot of people get tortured. Yeah. You know, they get yeah. tortured and they burnt at the stake. And I yeah. mean, it's a painful experience. But what Jesus did on that cross was different. Yes. It was different than anything else anybody else could have done. And he's the only one that could have done it. He, he was the perfect sacrifice. And, and it's all about hardship. We will all experience hardship. And I think we need to understand that it is a great tactic of the enemy to try to get us to focus on the hardship, never on God's blessings. Because mm-hmm. if, if we can forget about God's blessings, we forget about who we are in Christ, forget about the fact that Jesus did not remain in that grave, and we focus on what's in the now, um, whether it's bills that I can't pay or whether it's the fact that I'm maybe my vehicles broke down, maybe I have a leaking roof, it goes on and on and on, stressful relationships with family. If Satan can get us thinking about that and really focus on that instead of the blessings of God, which he has already promised us, then Satan's won half the battle because it is a mind game. Well, can you imagine the disciples locked in this room you know, they're wondering what in the world is happening? What's going to go on? Are we next? Are we next? Yeah. All that stuff is going on. And Jesus shows up. You you realize their head's in a different place. And he says, peace be with you. Yeah, you're here now, Jesus. You know, you are the Prince of Peace. And so when Jesus is in the house, that's when peace can come. When yeah. Jesus is in your house. Did exactly. you hear that? Let's let's just stop right there. Everyone who's listening, when Jesus is in the house, when he's in your house, meaning he's the Lord of your life, that is the game changer. Yep. Mm-hmm. We can go through anything, but he is the solid foundation that we can stand upon in upon any storm. The winds and the waves of the terror of life can come at us, but because he lives, we have peace that, hey, there is a a mansion in glory, and that is my goal, not what, whatever I can get in this world. Yep. That's, a, that's, that's a good word. So we have peace. That's peace that um, just it, it warms my heart to know that um, he's not in the grave. And because of that, I get to live. Um, what he did and I don't have to go to the cross. I don't have to, I just have to accept that gift that he gave me because he took my place. And there's a song that says, I'll never know how much it cost, you know, for, for my sins to be up on that cross because I didn't go up there and physically do it, but I could be so grateful that he did that for me. And, um, 
you know, that, that was one of the things that just brought tears to my eyes when we were doing the, the you were talking on Easter Sunday about the empty tomb. Mm. It just brought tears to my eyes because it was like that, that was such a powerful gift. And there's so many people that just throw that gift away. They're just rejecting it and they don't even believe it for whatever reason. And it just, at that moment, just really broke my heart because he did all of that for each one of us. He knew each one of our names at that moment. And some people are just throwing it away. Well, we're going to take another break and we will be right back after this message. You're listening to The Threshing Floor. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936-337-1413. Cutshaw Chevrolet in Grapeland is keeping it simple with some very simple interest. It doesn't get any simpler than 0% financing, and that is exactly what Cutshaw Chevrolet in Grapeland is offering on many of our new 2021 Chevys, including the best-selling 2021 Chevrolet 1500 Silverado Crew Cab. Looking for two-wheel or four-wheel drive? Cutshaw Chevrolet in Grapeland has a great selection to choose from, with new shipments arriving daily. Great selection and 0% financing with approved credit through GM Financial. That's keeping it simple. Visit us at www.cutshawchevrolet.com or call 1-800-CUTSHAW. Cutshaw Chevrolet, keeping it simple every day. Feel the joy. You're listening to The Threshing Floor. Now, here is your host, Pastor Jeb Dotson. Well, we are back and we are talking about the fact that Jesus did not remain in that grave. And because he lives, we have so many blessings. Let me give you that number again that you can text in our line, 936-337-1413. If you'd like to drop us a letter in the mail, we would love to hear from you. Just make it out to the Threshing Floor, P.O. Box 387, Crockett, Texas, 75835. Let me approach this as we go into this next segment. We talked about it during the before we started, it's so important that Jesus did not remain in the grave. It sets us apart from every other religion in the world. And I don't know if if you've thought about that, that we serve a living God. There is no other belief system, religion that is centered around somebody who's alive. Every, every other religion, religion is sent around somebody who's dead it's a dead person right and they are worshiping and honoring and following the dead it makes so much more of a difference for us because we serve a living god who is alive in us and so when you invite jesus to come into your heart in your life you you have jesus in you and because he lives you can live because he lived victoriously. I can live victoriously. And so when we're in John chapter 20, reading on in verse 31, let me read what's next. No, verse 20, sorry. Uh, John 20, verse 20 said, after he said this, he showed them his hands inside. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. And again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As the father has sent me, I am sending you. So not only do we have peace, we now have a purpose. 
it's not just, as I said, in this religion that is dead, centered around a dead person, and all we have is dead things in the past. There's still things to do in the future. And that's what really matters. Mm. Not only are we, we've accepted Christ as our Savior. He lives in us. We have his peace. But, hey, there's work to do. We're given a job. We have a purpose now. And that changes everything. Pastor David, you know, you just, you were talking about um, this disaster relief that you just went on. I just, I don't think that you would have gone without a purpose in Christ. Well, absolutely. Every time you go, uh, I'm actually a chaplain, and so you go there, and you're 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 going to try to give people hope in hopeless situations, you know. And it's basically helping them to refocus on what tomorrow could be like, even though today sucks. You know, right? What I mean? Yeah, right. yeah. You know? And so, so it's really important that we have a sense of purpose. If you don't, if you don't know where you're supposed to be going you're, you're you'll find yourself paralyzed yeah you know and and if that's what vision is all about you know if you lose your vision for tomorrow you won't know what to do today and so there's a great frustration people just wander around they go around in circles they have no purpose in life they get it, depressed they just want to give up they say what's the point i'm done i hate my life and, and yeah. if, if you don't know a pur- the purpose of a tool or a purpose of a, an appliance, you'll abuse that. And so many times that's what happens to us because we lose that pur- purpose. And so in trying to uh, work in a way that we're not designed to work with God as the source of our life, with God as the source of our strength, with God as the source of our our, our life, we, we tend to just deteriorate and we lose the joy. I just got done reading s- several books. Not reading. I, I do audio books all the time. You know, George Whitfield, you know, Hudson Taylor. These guys were so focused on their purpose. It didn't matter what happened to them. They could get knocked down. They'd get right back up because they had a purpose. And if you look at the disciples, when Jesus says, I'm sending you, those guys, you could knock them down, but you weren't going to knock them out. They're going to get back up. Right. I mean, they were thrown in prison and told not to preach. Next thing they know, the next thing the Pharisees know, they're out in the public square preaching again. Yeah, you can't stop people like that. And and you know, there's a lot of back in the day. You, you hear the stories of uh, the Pharisees were saying, you know, just say the body was stolen, their disciples stole it, and, <laughs> and all of these different things. But some of those rumors actually still today people think oh he didn't really yes. raise from the grave somebody stole him but the truth behind the reality is it if he hadn't have raised from been raised from the dead his disciples wouldn't have gone to to these deaths that they did for a for a lie they would have come out they would have saved it, you right. get to that place at a moment of of your death or close to it, you're going to end up just like Peter again, where he's denying everything. He's like, no, no, I, I didn't know him. I didn't know him. That's the reality of, of the human condition. We want to survive. But after this meeting in that room, when they saw Jesus and then he said, you need to go and I'm sending you out. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know what? Nothing can stop me because I've seen it with my own eyes. I I am on a purpose-driven mission now. My life is not my own. I need to share it with everybody else. And that's why they said, I'll, I'll go uh, unto death. 
Yeah, and we call it the Great Commission. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18, Jesus came, it says, it spoke to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I've commanded you. And then Jesus says, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And so now we see that what Jesus started was just the tip of the iceberg that he always intended this gospel to not be preached to just a few little towns and the miracles and everything that was getting done. It was to allow people and open their eyes to see the light so they could understand the gospel. And now he places it all upon the disciples. And this is something that is, you know, in my mind, logistically, I said, this isn't going to work. Right. You know, <laughs> it, let, let me read this to you that I, I pulled this up. I, I've, I've, I've read this one other time um, years ago, but it says the story is told of Jesus returning to heaven on Ascension Day. His mission on earth had been accomplished. On his arrival, he was met by a band of angels who provided us royal greeting complete with songs of praise and adoration. He was paraded through the golden streets of glory and worshiped in a ceremony led by Gabriel. Welcome home, Jesus, they called out to him. Were you able to complete the task you went to do? Jesus replied, yes, I was born in Bethlehem. I lived among people. I loved them, taught them, performed miracles for them. I revealed to them why I came to earth. Then I died on a cross outside Jerusalem, was buried in a tomb, and was sealed by the Roman government. On the third day, I rose from the grave. Behold, I am alive forevermore. I died for the whole world so that every sinner might be saved. Gabriel spoke up and said, You said you died for the whole world, but does the whole world know about your death and salvation? No, replied Jesus, but I told my disciples to go and tell them. Gabriel then asked, But Lord, what if they fail? What alternative plan do you have? Jesus said, I have no other plan. And I read that for the first time as that sunk in. It's like there is no other plan. Jesus carefully chose his 12. He poured everything he could into them. Then he gives them this command. Okay, everything that I have taught you, everything that I, I have done, you are to go and tell. And this is the only plan. Every person in the entire world must hear this message. Wow. Logistically, that seems to be impossible. But, you know, we know with God, all things are possible. Well, yeah. And that's why he sent the Holy Spirit. He said, you know, because Jesus was with him, them, he says, I must go because the comforter will not come. Because God, Jesus didn't just want to be with them. He wanted to be in them, Yeah, you know, and mobilize them. It says this in 2 Corinthians 5. It says, uh, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. So, you know, uh, our purpose is to get the word out, yep. you know, get the word out that Jesus not only died, but he rose again from, from the dead. He bore your sins. And when you put your trust in the work that he did at, on Calvary's cross, 
you know, you'll find justification, you'll find sanctification, you'll find the peace of God which passes all understanding in your life. Without that, you won't find it. Well, mm. I, I want to take it one step further. The way that he orchestrated this, he took disciples that were fishermen, that were tax collectors, that were all, you know, they weren't Pharisees. They yeah. weren't people that studied the law for a living uh, for their life. These were people that didn't have that. Yet he made the gospel so simple that even they could tell the message in a way that would bring people to salvation. That simple. So it's a, it, you can't have the excuse. None of us can have the excuse to say, I'm not equipped to go do this. Oh, uh, I just, I don't know what to say. The gospel is so simple. That's, that's a great word. And you know, I, th- I think that so many people try to overcomplicate it. And they try to add all these things to salvation, and it is by faith we are saved. And and it's as simple as that. Now, there is a journey that, that goes, and we can talk about the need to be baptized and, and the need to um, pursue holiness, but it starts with faith and the faith of just of what Jesus accomplished as he bore the the entire world's sin, past, present, future upon him, and he gave his life willingly on the cross. Well, the Apostle Paul said this. He said, um, he, he said that I'm not going to debate. And how many know that Paul was a pretty good debater? Yeah, sure. And probably could go head to head with anybody as far as arguments are concerned in debating. But he said, I got, I'm going to preach Christ and him crucified. Simplify the message. I'm not going to get into that arena with you guys. Go head to head with you. I'm going to preach the truth, and some of you will receive it, some of you will reject it. But my job is to share it. Yeah, and and that's it. So you just make it simple and let God do the rest. Because the simpler it is, the easier it is for you to receive it. Because it's it's like there there's the starting point there's the, the place where you like you said pastor it, it's the starting point and then god meets you where you're at it doesn't matter how perfect you feel you are or how messed up you feel you are or unworthy you feel you are jesus is going to meet you exactly where you are and then he's going to bring you to that holiness to that righteousness and that's a great segue into our our last point here what would make you even go on this journey to begin with. And if you go down, if you're in John, verse 31, it says, but these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Something happens when you receive Jesus, when you accept him as the Lord of your life, as your personal Savior, It says that you can have life in his name. Life will infuse you. It'll transform you. And so it's not a burden that you go through. It's like, okay, well, I just prayed this prayer. Now I got to do this. Now I I got to go get baptized and I got to start reading my Bible and I have to make some effort to have a relationship with God. It's not like that. It is this deep hunger that is placing this life 
this light bulb goes off in front of you and it draws you in and you're not satisfied until you get more yeah. and more. And I, I want to go deeper. I want to know more about this Jesus. So you yeah. start digesting the word, not just out of just obligation, but now you're reading and mass and consumption. Ma- yeah. This mass <laughs> amount of, it, you'll amaze yourself how much you, you are able to read and focus. And it, it's all about that life. When you get a hold of the real life, I'm not talking about the Hollywood life that they show you on television that you should have or the the magazine life with all the the nicest house and the newest appliances and all these things. I'm talking about real life. When you get a hold of that, you know, I I hate to put it like this, but there's no drug that can compare there's nothing you could shoot into your vein, nothing that you could pour down your throat. There is nothing that will satisfy like this because you you get a hold of something. It's like, I feel like I was created for this. Right. I am finally, for the first time in my life, I am fulfilled in a way that I've never been fulfilled before. And it changes everything. It's that God-sized hole that only... God can fill. And the only person that can do that is Christ. And that when you can stuff anything else you want in there to try and, and fill it, it'll never happen. Well, we're going to take one more break. Just stick with us and we'll be right back. You're listening to The Threshing Floor. The studio lines are now open. You can text your questions to 936 936- Three three seven one four one three nine three six three three seven one four one three. Cutshaw Chevrolet in Grapeland is keeping it simple with some very simple interest. It doesn't get any simpler than 0% financing, and that is exactly what Cutshaw Chevrolet in Grapeland is offering on many of our new 2021 Chevys, including the best-selling 2021 Chevrolet 1500 Silverado Crew Cab. Looking for two-wheel or four-wheel drive? Cutshaw Chevrolet in Grapeland has a great selection to choose from, with new shipments arriving daily. Great selection and 0% financing with approved credit through GM Financial. That's keeping it simple. Visit us at www.cutshawchevrolet.com or call 1-800-CUTSHAW. Cutshaw Chevrolet, keeping it simple every day. Feel the joy. 104.3 Joy FM. You're listening to The Threshing Floor. Now, here is your host, Pastor Jeb Dotson. Well, we are back, and I hope that uh, today's show has really sparked this interest in you about why it even matters that Jesus did not remain in that grave. Why does it even matter that we serve a living God? And so, because he lives, what does that mean for you? As we close today, I'm going to um, turn it to, to both my co-hosts here Pastor Tim Lowry, Pastor David Blue. And we're going to start with Tim because Friday is Tim's 50th birthday. And so let's get a little applause for that. Woo! Uh, half a century old. <laughs> so, you know, I am, just so everybody knows, I am the youngest guy in the studio. And so, um, so I, I'm talking, we're going to go the, the next in line 50, and, and, and then we'll, we'll go to Pastor David. Um, if, 
I'd, I would like everyone who enjoys this show to please um, just send send Pastor Tim just a, a happy 50th message this week, just uh, wishing him a happy birthday. So, Tim, here's the question. What has his life done for you? Well, it's, it's such a powerful thing because, because of what he did on the cross and because he's risen no longer in that grave, he gives me this purpose. And... I thought I had a purpose before I was following him. You know, my purpose was to go out and get famous, go out and make as much money as I could and um, make a name for myself. But because of him, I get to go out and make his name famous. I get to go out and say, he is the one with all of the wealth. He is the one with all of the fame, with all of the glory. He's the one that deserves all of that. And it has put a powerful passion in my life that you can knock me down and I'm going to still get up. I think Mm. that's why we have not quit with this radio station. You know, with all, all the lightning strikes and all the damaged equipment and, and, you know, wasting, destroying our savings and, and just fighting to even stay afloat. We were like, you know what? You can keep kicking us down, but as long as we can broadcast, we're just going to keep sharing God's word because the point is there are people listening right now that you're on that fence and you're like, is this real? Is Christ's love real? And I'm here to tell you it is, and it's going to change your life. And it changed, it'll change your life the way it changed mine to, to, give you that definition of the purpose that he has always intended. He's going to take the gifts that he's given you and shift them from how you use them for the world. He's going to shift them now to glorify his kingdom. And you will see and feel just this love and this sense of, of worth that you've never felt before because you're giving him and you're letting everybody know uh, of his fame and his glory and what he did for us. Mm. Pastor David. You know, the, the fact of the resurrection was a, having that re- revelation that Jesus is now alive. He wasn't just a teacher in the past. He just wasn't a historical figure. I read a book called Evidence That Demands a Verdict by Josh McDowell. And basically, through the minds of lawyers and people that deal with the law, they looked at all the evidences through history, through, you know, uh, paper, uh, documents that were found and 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 it was irrefutable that Jesus would have been declared raised from the dead by a judge yeah. And so when I read this, all of a sudden the lights came on. It's kind of like when Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. You know, it came, it came real to me that Jesus wasn't just a historical figure. And that's when I was probably the biggest hypocrite you could have find. I was a military policeman doing drugs. You know, that's, yeah. not, that's not a good thing. <laughs> no. You know, so, and there wasn't a lot of peace in my life. But when I invited Christ into my life, the risen Christ into my life, that's when that peace that we talked about earlier came into my life. And when I received Christ, I said to the girl I was, I was living with, with at the time, I said, I've just given my life to Christ. Uh, I think I'm going to serve him. So all of a, without even knowing what my purpose might be, purpose was already instilled in my heart. And uh, here's a verse that, that, that I like. It says, this is Romans 6, 4. Therefore, we were buried with him through baptism into death, 
that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in a newness of life. So this newness of life is this journey that I'm on, and it's because Jesus is alive. It's because Jesus rose from the dead, and that I have a hope, not only for today and tomorrow, but for my eternal future, because Jesus is, in fact, alive. Amen. Well, if you are listening, I have some homework for you to do. I want you to just take a moment, if you can, write it down, journal it. What does it mean to you that Jesus is alive? What has he done for you? Think about it and just tell someone else your story. We love you. We hope to see you again next week. Be blessed. You've been listening to The Threshing Floor with Pastor Jeb Dotson. The Threshing Floor is a ministry of LifePoint Church. We would love to hear from you. You can mail your questions and comments to The Threshing Floor, P.O. Box 387, Crockett, Texas, 75835. That's The Threshing Floor, P.O. Box 387, Crockett, Texas, 75835. Until next time, may the love of God richly bless and strengthen you.